Come on now, do more than just sing it as a song right now. Why don't you declare some things in the Spirit today? Why don't you declare it today? I'm going to be free. I'm going to be healed. My family's going to be saved. Go ahead and take a moment and just declare it in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. My, 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 Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It feels good in the house of the Lord today. Amen. John chapter 8, if you have your Bibles, I'm just going to read five very familiar verses here, six very familiar verses, and we will see what the Lord has in store for us. I'm so glad to have my folks in town. It's always good to have them and uh, all of you that are here, all the uh, folks coming back home for holidays. You're kind of making up for a few of those that have gone away for holidays. Glad to have Mason with us. Somebody said something about the black eyes today. I said, you should have seen the bear. Really, ask him for the picture. He'll show you. John chapter 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, and ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth. Aren't you glad you know the truth today? And the truth shall make you free. What's going to make you free? The truth is going to make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How saith thou, ye shall be made free. Jesus answered him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. Verse 36, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Lord, help us this morning as we speak what you have laid upon our heart for this moment. I pray, Lord, that your word, Lord, finds its lodging place in the heart of man this morning. That every man, woman, boy, or girl in this room today would be touched by your word and your power. And that you would do, Lord, what you intend to do in every heart and life. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. I watched a little YouTube clip. Somebody was out on the beach and they were meeting all of the people that are celebrating the 4th of July, and they were trying to find, on average, how many people actually understood what the 4th of July was for, and uh, it was rather comical. Now, maybe somebody had already vetted the crowd, and they knew the, pe- the right people to ask and the right people to pick, but they went through a dozen or more people trying to find out if anybody could tell them Uh, anything about the 4th of July, and for the most part, it meant uh, family time, parties, uh, barbecue, and uh, nobody really quite got it right. 
Now, as a kid, I never thought much about the 4th of July. I always enjoyed it, always celebrated it. I was shocked yesterday when my wife said to me, um, you know, I'm a fan of Christmas, but other than Christmas, I think 4th of July is my favorite time of the year. I have never heard her say that. I said, well, I like Thanksgiving. She said, well, Thanksgiving and Christmas is all one and the same. I said, yeah, Memorial Day, Labor Day, and 4th of July are all one and the same too, right? So it, it's very different. I never thought much about 4th of July. I always looked forward to it because I always loved our family outings. My memories of 4th of July often ended with us going to the lake. That was kind of a common thing. Dad would be cooking something up on the grill or frying fish. One of the two usually was what would happen. And uh, I, I never put much thought into why we celebrated. But as an adult, I have appreciated more of, learned to appreciate this time of the year a little more. Um, I still love family gatherings. I, I miss going to the lake terribly bad. Uh, we still go occasionally uh, with my family. You just have to drive clear across the continent to get to one. But um, I enjoy this time of the year. This is kind of my chance to say thank you to our forefathers and uh, for those who, who worked and fought uh, to establish this great country that we live in. And my thoughts run to all the men and women throughout history who sacrificed in order to bring us the freedom that we have uh, today. And it's not just a chance to light fireworks or to watch fireworks, but also a chance to thank God for uh, this great country in which we live. Now, I, I'm sure that that statement alone probably sets some of you back because you're probably saying, Pastor, how can you call America great when we have lived to see such spiritual decay as what we see in this country? How can you call it great when our freedoms are being taken from us? And I understand, and I understand where you're coming from. I understand your concerns. Uh, in the last few years, I just I just did a little history lesson yesterday, and, and, and just kind of looking a little bit into uh, a few things that's changed just over the last three or four years. Some of the crazy things that have happened, where freedoms are being stripped from us in this wonderful country that we live. New York put a ban on the size of soft drinks, making it illegal for restaurants to put salt shakers on the tables. I'm glad I live in Indiana. I read that California recently, just in the last couple of days, has stepped up its gun control laws, restricting most handguns, regardless which side that you are on. I, I still find that a limiting of our freedoms. And the, 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 the fact, I, I, I was thinking of this because the last few days I've heard several people, uh, Dad came in town yesterday, and as we were driving over to Lafayette for dinner last night, uh, one of the conversations went to, my goodness, the cost of insurance. And then I just heard your response. Uh, the forced regulation through the, health, through the Health Care Act has really, it was going to save America, but it's really done nothing but create, created fines that rather infringes on the freedoms of America by fining those who can't afford to have health care. Uh, but in spite of all this, we wake up every day in a country that's still the greatest country in the world. Uh, I've done some traveling abroad, and I still believe that we are in the greatest country 
on the planet. I can worship God in freedom. And I don't take it lightly because we may not always have this freedom. But right now we have this freedom and we should exercise this freedom. And if we look around, we will see how war and poverty, corrupt government and famine have ravaged third world countries. And and I'm thankful that I can live in a country that, that I can get in a car and drive a half mile or a mile to... Uh, a convenience store or to a grocery store and buy whatever food that I need. I'm thankful for the freedoms that we have here in America. But I don't want to focus this question, this message this morning on our country. I want to preach about freedom today, but I don't want to necessarily focus on uh, Independence Day. I don't necessarily want to focus on our country because... Uh, I am thankful for the country that we live in, and I don't want to play that down, but uh, I want to focus this message this morning for a few minutes on my gratefulness and the thankfulness that I have toward the freedom that we have because of Jesus Christ. You and I are no longer a slave to sin because we are free from the bondage of sin. And that freedom that we have today is only because of Jesus Christ. If I can for a few minutes this morning, I want to drive a point home that may seem very basic and very fundamental. And that's okay if that's the way you see the message this morning. I'm a pretty basic, pretty fundamental guy. But I am going to come this morning to tell you that you can look the world over for some different way of of sharing it and talking about it. But it really all comes down to the fact that Jesus Christ died on a cross, paid the price, that you and I can have the victory, the freedom and the liberty that we have that is only found in Jesus Christ. Those who are in sin are bound. They are in the bondage of sin. They can't break free from it. They are a slave, the scripture said, to sin. Sin has a hold on them. Sin holds them captive. Sin has them bound. We would have no hope. We would be in this world without a hope if it wasn't for Jesus Christ that made a way for us when we didn't deserve it. He paid a price for freedom. The ultimate sacrifice shed His blood so that you and I can walk in a service this morning, feel His presence, sing and worship, magnify Him, and live a life above sin because He paid a price. John chapter 8 said, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant to sin, but if the Son therefore shall make you free, you are free indeed. I come this morning to just remind some of you. I don't plan on beating anybody up this morning. You're here. Thank God you're here. But I come this morning to to remind you that when Jesus Christ set you free, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I've lived in in and around the church long enough that I've seen those that always feel like I can't quite measure up. I can't quite live up to the standard. I can't quite reach that point that I need to reach. I rebuke that spirit in the name of the Lord this morning to tell you you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You can't on your own. You'll never make it on your own. But through the shed blood of Jesus Christ by His grace and by His mercy I can live free without condemnation. I am not a debtor to sin. I am indebted to Jesus. He 
paid it all and all to him I owe. Oh, somebody put your hands together and magnify the Lord today. When I look around the world, I see our world conditions much, much like that of the children of Israel. All the Hebrews had known were chains around their ankles and whips on their back and the the despicable life without freedom. Egypt was being built on the backs of God's people. Historians have suggested that the great monuments that dot the Egyptian landscape were not built by Egyptians but by God's people who had been robbed of their freedom. They had become mere slaves, servants to the hard taskmasters of Egypt. I want you to imagine with me this morning, they were not people who necessarily were out of the will of God. They were called God's people. They had been promised a land that flowed with milk and honey. Promises of increase and growth and promises of victory and blessing. Yet for some 400 years they lived below the life of a dog. No hope for tomorrow. No reason to live. No reason to get out of bed in the morning other than to escape the brutality of beatings if they didn't go put in another day of hard labor. There was simply no hope for them in this life. However, what they did not know was no matter how desperate their situation seemed, no matter how hopeless their existence had become, no matter how destitute they were, they were getting ready to experience one of the most monumental turnarounds that have ever been recorded in the history books. For the Bible said that God called Moses a leader out of a, in a wilderness, out from a burning bush, and said to him, I have seen the afflictions of my people. I have seen the afflictions of my people which are in Egypt. And and, and I've heard the cry by reason of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows. Can I preach to somebody this morning? Can I tell you this morning that nothing gets by God? Can I tell you this morning that no matter how dark the light, no matter how dark the night, no matter how bad society gets, no matter how bad the world around us gets, the Lord sees your afflictions. He hears your cry. He knows your sorrow. And he said, surely I am come down to deliver them and I'm going to bring them up out of that land of bondage and I'm going to bring them into a good land. I'm going to bring forth my people out of the bondage of Egypt. I come this morning to remind the church. I come today to remind you that he came down because he saw you going down. He saw you in the bondage of sin and he said, I'll come to where you are. I'll bring you up out of it and I'll give you hope for tomorrow. I'll give you a reason to live tomorrow. What God was saying was that I've been watching my people and and I've been watching them be oppressed by the enemy too long. I've seen how that the enemy is abusing them and using them. I I see the junk that he's putting in their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think the things that happen to you are all just happenstance, I want to remind you today that there is an adversary and it's probably not your companion. Your adversary, the devil, is throwing and everything at you he can possibly throw at you. I I, want to remind you today that the enemy of your soul is against you. He's not working for you. He's not trying to help you. He is against you. 
The enemy is coming against you. He's working against you. He's warring against you. He's fighting against you. He wants to break down your health. He wants to stress you out. He wants to get into your finances. He wants to get into your family. He wants to get into your spirit. He wants to cause bitterness to come over you. He wants to cause you to be stressed every day that you live. I come this morning to let you know that the Lord is seeing everything that the enemy's throwing at you and he's about ready to turn some things around and he sent this messenger this morning to say I see where you are. I see what you're going through. I see what you've been facing. Get ready. I'm going to send an answer. I'm going to send hope and deliverance. It may be half a crowd on a a 4th of July weekend but I'm going to reach down and I'm going to encourage somebody and strengthen somebody because when the Son therefore hath made you free, you are free indeed. Oh somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I wonder if there's anybody in the house today that just gets tired of living below what God, the standard that God has set for you. Are you tired living weighted down? Being tied to things that God never intended for you to deal with. I'm not even going to preach along this vein, but just for a moment today, there's some things we tie ourselves to. Dad was, Dad was talking about going over to a little meeting the other day. Said we tried to talk, but you couldn't talk. Everybody had their cell phone. You know, it was just, well, we came to visit, but I hope you're enjoying the social media, texting one another, communicating with one another over, you know, I, I've seen people sit on opposite sides of the room and they're texting back and forth. You know what? We get tied to it. You know it's true. We get addicted to it. We get tied to it. That's how it is in this world. We get tied to things. Sometimes we tie ourselves to things. That's why they say, you know, take a vacation, leave your cell phone, and, you know, lock it up somewhere. Take a cruise where the cell phone doesn't work if you really want to get away. And, and, and now the psychologists are all saying this is what we really need. America's needing this more than ever before. Americans need to get away from the stress of cell phones and the things that we're attached to in the routine of life. And, yes, I can agree it feels good. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it all the more. But I want to tell you that the church gets attached to things, too. We get attached to our routines and we get attached to just being satisfied with the devil fighting us every day and being satisfied with living beneath our means and getting satisfied living with the enemy warring against us, being satisfied with our countenance being low, being satisfied dealing with addictions in the church. I come this morning to preach for a little while. We get satisfied dealing with the same old emotional mess, dealing with the same old problem, dealing with the same fear, dealing with the same old discouragement. Can I come this morning and tell you, you need to leave some things laying on the pew this morning and get up from where you are and say, this is Freedom Sunday. I'm breaking out of this thing today. I'm going beyond this today. I'm not going to carry it out of here with me. I'm going to break away from it. The sun has come to set you free. Anybody tired of just dealing with the same junk? 
come to church on Sunday. Boy, we had good church, but Monday comes and we deal with the same thing. We're weighted down. We're tied to things that God never intended for us to deal with. We've looked for answers everywhere. Friends have failed us. Pills are not helping you. Worry and death grip. Worry has a death grip on your mind. Your body is racked with pain and you can't find relief. I want somebody to know today that God knows your sorrows. He's moved by your affliction. He's still an enemy of the devil. For he said to Israel, I am come down to deliver them. Notice what he said. He didn't just come down unannounced, but he said, I'm going to send a messenger of deliverance to Pharaoh for my people to let them know that now is the time for my people to experience freedom. And so he sent a messenger to remind his people that he is wanting to set them free. Could it be on this Freedom Sunday that this preacher's come to do nothing more than tell you there's no deliverance in my hands? I don't have the power to deliver you, but I do have the power as a messenger of God to come today and tell you God wants you to be free. God wants to set you free. God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to make a way for you. God wants to bring you out. Can I be that messenger today of the Lord to come and tell you God wants to bring you out of your situation? I want the devil to know he's done he's done with my family it wasn't planned, but I love the song you sang just before I preached this morning because I came today declaring freedom for my family freedom for my home freedom for my church freedom for your lost loved ones freedom over every addiction oh I feel the Holy Ghost today freedom over every sickness freedom over every emotional disorder freedom I declare it in the name of the Lord I declare it I declare it I declare it Dave Ramsey Promises financial freedom. But Jesus offers life and life more abundantly. Jesus offers, Dave Ramsey offers money freedom. Jesus offers emotional freedom. Jesus offers freedom from condemnation. Jesus offers freedom to set you free from addictions. Jesus offers freedom to get you out of your depressed state. Some people live there because you like the attention it brings to you. I'm not going to get too bold this morning, but I want to tell you today would be a good day to get a change right here and let there be a change in your spirit. The Lord can do a work in your life today. God can set you free today, and when he sets you free, you are free indeed. Can I go a step further? Jesus offers freedom from sickness. He was wounded for our transgressions. God can save us from anything. He was bruised for our iniquities. No sin too bad for him. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. We can live in peace, thank God. And by his stripes, we are healed. It's already done. It's already accomplished. 
the price for the freedom is already paid. Jesus, somebody may have walked in this door today. He's sick, but you can leave here whole. Somebody walked in with pain in their body. The Lord wants you to walk out of here healed and whole today. I feel the Holy Ghost so powerful in the house. It wouldn't matter if we had chairs set out this morning like we normally do. But I want to tell you today with a handful of people, God wants to move in the house. God wants to heal somebody. God wants to set somebody free today. The doctor said he should have died at birth. But today he's preaching at a little church over in Windfall. Took a crowd with him. Matter of fact, I'm shocked. I'm shocked my folks are here. They used to come hear me preach because, you know, I was important. Then the grandkids came along. The officer said that both should have died in the accident. But today they're both walking free. The psychologist said you should have lost your mind. But God stepped in. The sociologist said it should have torn your family apart. But God stepped in. Society says you're going to live the rest of your life with the addiction. But God sent a messenger of hope this morning to tell you you can be free. Oh, don't you come too late to tell me that we don't serve a miracle working God. I come today to tell you whatever you're dealing with, the Lord will set you free. Whatever you're bound by, the Lord will set you free. Pastor, you don't know the temptation. In every temptation, he'll make a way of escape. God's got his hand on somebody this morning. He's speaking to somebody this morning. He's calling your name. He's calling you out today. I'm preaching my message and God's preaching his message in your ear. You better go ahead and listen to him today. He's wanting to set somebody free. He's wanting to break the yoke. He wants to break the bondage. He wants you to walk in freedom, walk in liberty, and walk in victory. Oh, somebody lift your hands where you are and magnify the name of Jesus. I'm not preaching much longer. Just take a little time and magnify him. Yes! Come on, reach out to the Lord just for a moment. I know it may have been dark in your world. I know it's been weeks, months, or even years that you've been in turmoil, pain, heartache, and trouble. But God sent a messenger today to tell you you can be set free. God's wanting to set somebody free today. You came here thinking, I'm just coming to church on Sunday. But God's saying it's an opportunity for me to set somebody free. Get ready for it because I believe God's going to do it before we leave here this morning. Why don't you stand to your feet right where you are? Throw your hands in the air and just say yes to the Lord right where you are. Say yes to what God is speaking into your spirit today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He's here right now. Your freedom is here right now. Reach out. Come on, lift your hands. Lift both of your hands right where you are and just reach out to Him. Come on, it's time to be set free today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be set free. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be set free. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ be set free. I wish somebody would hear this preacher today. This could be your day. This could be your moment. Up to this point, it's just been church as a ritual. But today could be your day of freedom. Today could be your day to step out of the mundane and step into the reality that God has purposed for your life all along. Come on, just lift both hands where you are and reach to Him. I'm not preaching a moment longer. We're just going to let God move into the house right now. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost stirring through this, through this building on this Sunday morning. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost sweeping over this congregation today. He's here right now. He's ministering to needs right now. You better go ahead and reach out to Him. You better go ahead and reach out to Him. Say yes to Him right now. Say yes to Him right now. Where you are, you need to let God go ahead and lead and direct you right now. The Lord is wanting to move in your life. Come on, lift those hands and talk to Him where you are. Come on, I'm opening this whole house as an altar service right now. This whole room is a prayer room right now. From right where you are, God can minister to you. If you feel like stepping out in the aisle, if you feel like making your way to the front of the room, you go ahead and respond to the Holy Ghost right now. God is wanting to free somebody. Somebody's been bound by addiction today. God's wanting to free you. Somebody's been bound by the spirit of infirmity today, but God is wanting to set you free. Somebody's been bound by intimidation. You've been bound by condemnation. But God is wanting to set you free. God is wanting to release you today. God is wanting to break the yoke in your life today. Yes. 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 Come on, from the front to the back. From the front to the back. Let's respond to what God is speaking. Respond to what God is speaking to you this morning. He's wanting to work in your life. He's wanting to help you this morning. He wants to help you today. Oh, that's it. Just go ahead and respond. Go ahead and respond. Why don't you speak a, a prayer of declaration over your home today? As for me in my house, as for me in my house, we're going to be free. As for me in my house, as for me in my house, as for me in my house, we're going to be free. Come on, I dare you to step out today. I dare you to take that step today. Prove to the enemy he doesn't have you today. Come on, you take the first step. God will take the next with you. Yes. Be broken right now. Be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Be broken right now. Let freedom come. Let freedom come. Let freedom come. Come on, refuse intimidation. Refuse the spirit of depression. Refuse intimidation. Refuse the spirit of infirmity that would like to war against your mind. For the anointing of the Lord is going to break the yoke in the house this morning. Let the yoke be broken by the anointing. 
let them yoke be broken by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes. As for me. Yes. Yes. over and take that neighbor's hand and lift it in the air and declare in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, we're going to live in victory. In the name of the Lord, we're going to live in freedom. In the name of the Lord, the yoke is going to be broken today. Come on, declare it. You can't do it by yourself, but together we can do it. Together with the help of the Lord, we can do it. Yes. Declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it. what I see. I declare every chain is broken. We're gonna be free. I declare freedom for my home. I declare freedom for my daughter. I declare freedom for my sons. I declare what your word has spoken. No matter what I feel and what I see. I declare every chain is broken. We're gonna be what I feel and what I see. I declare every chain is broken. We're gonna be free. Now here's what I want you to do right now. We want to declare freedom of worship over this house today. How many of you ever feel intimidated to worship? I do. You get in, the, you get in certain environments and you just feel like, ah. I want to break that yoke of intimidation. Right now in the house of the Lord, why don't all over the room, from the front to the back, from the platform to the back door, I want you just to lift your hand in the air right now. Come on, everybody do this together. And I want you to pray a prayer that sounds something like this. Jesus, I break every yoke of intimidation that comes against my worship and my freedom to walk in faith and liberty. In the name of the Lord, release me to worship. Release me to have freedom in worship. 
freedom to respond to the Spirit. Now somebody go ahead. Go ahead and speak it to the Lord right now. Yes. Come on, declare it. I will be free. I will be free. I will be free.